Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is currently 1234 in Edmonton. Guests and Oilers Now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout. And delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff will take care of you at Roos Chris. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Every Tuesday and Friday at Oilers Now, Mark Spector joins us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. The horses remain in training and continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. We welcome back to the show Mark Spector. Speck, how are you? Oh, pretty good, Bob. It's always a nice day today after trade deadline. The, that's because uh, you don't like to work. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> part of it, sure. <laughs> However, uh, you also kind of have your team, right? You're looking at your team. You know what your team is. And there's, now we're going to put away all this UFA stuff and all this trade talk and all that until after the hockey's over, and then we'll fire it up again. Yeah, uh, I'm only half joking with you about only half. You know that, because uh, as you know, the best the best guys grind. Uh, so here's here, here's the thing, uh, and we've gotten lots of response, and I want people to continue texting us, and we'll sort of filter them in uh, probably at twelve fifty, and again at one twenty today. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'd like to get your assessment on what happened. Uh, did the Edmonton Oilers do enough? Did they do what makes sense? Uh, you know, did you, was, was now the time to maybe hold on to your, your top end picks and, uh, you know, spend this summer when you have more cap flexibility or should the team have been more proactive given the fact that they got to, like, I, I, to me, Mark, I, I think they can get out of the North Division. I don't think they're going to be a favorite to get out of the North Division, but we've seen before because we watched what happened with the Oilers in 06 in Calgary in 2004 that anything can happen in the playoffs. But uh, you know what? That's my thoughts. Let's get get yours. How do you think the owners did here? Where do you think we're at? Well, I I am from the school that said this wasn't a year to spend a bunch of assets for the reasons that you just stated. You know, they're not a bad team, but this to me, they're this isn't a goal for the Stanley Cup year when I look at their roster. This isn't a spend first round picks year when I look at their roster. Um, and you, I think you have to. You Ken Holland said you can't do it every year. You know, uh, here's what I've gathered, Bob, the last couple of days, just online and hearing guys and things like that. Ken Holland made the trade he made last year without the Fantasyu, and he gave up two seconds for a player that, that was under team control. Remember, he was an RFA after the season, and the, it was a bad trade. The player wasn't good enough, but you only got nine games with him, and then the economy changed, and all of a sudden qualifying a Fantasyu at, at $3 million, which when they made the trade, seemed very reasonable, right? You were going to qualify that player and have him on your team in the coming years. Well, all of a sudden, the economy changed, and you couldn't offer him $3 million bucks anymore. He signed in L.A., I think, for what, Bob, 1.2? 1. 1.7. 1. The orders offered him $2 million. 
Yeah. He went. So, he went. He went and shopped and misread the marketplace and ended up getting less. He went to now. You know, it, it would not surprise. I actually thought he was going to sign in Florida, uh, but uh, ultimately, he didn't. So take, the, take, the point. The point I'm making is people forget. People go, well, he. he you know, it was, it was a lousy trade last year, so you have to go for it again. Those are separate conversations, right? You may not have liked the trade Ken Holland made last year, and and certainly no one does, and certainly. Part of it's Holland's fault because the player wasn't good enough, and a lot of it is is COVID's fault because we only saw him for I think nine or eleven games, and then the economy changed and you didn't resign him. So my point is, after doing what you did last year, you can't go again this year. You can't every year give up a bunch of assets. This argument that every year that McDavid and Drysaddle are in their prime, you need to just go for it, go for it. That's a dumb argument. Because no one has enough assets to do that. You'll never get any good if you go for it every year. So I think he did the right thing. I also think that the trade deadline next year, after a summer with free agency, you'll see a much more active orders GM. Yeah, well, I think we, we both feel that way. Your thoughts on the Kulikov edition? Uh, you know, he's a, he makes you better, right? I think he just makes you better incrementally. Uh, he's a hard playoff type of player he's difficult to play against he's you know i don't think he i don't think he's as abrasive as adam larson but he moves the puck better than adam larson so you know you i know this for sure bob he puts russell in the third left spot which is where he should be russell's effective there and he's a better NHL player in these last 14 games in the playoffs than caleb jones or william lagason there is absolutely no question of that so you made your team better. You made your defense stronger. Did some guys miss out on some opportunities, uh, specifically Jones and Lagason? Were they given the first crack? And as a result, first, I would argue first and second cracks. And as a result, was Ken Holland forced to maybe act a bit here to strengthen an area? Yeah, that's you, you spell it out, Bob. Those, those two guys had all season to prove to the really the coaching staff that they're ready to be the guy and they don't need to be upgraded. And now that the trade deadline arrived, the coaching staff sat down with the general manager and said, we need a better second left defenseman, right? The one, the ones we have aren't good enough. So I'm not saying that neither of those guys won't be good enough. Even a year from now, Bob, maybe they will be, but they had, you know, what we've got 14 games left. So that means they've played, you know, 42 games or whatever they've played. They've, they've had a lot of time, those two, to st- grab that job and claim that job and say, I'm your guy, don't look anywhere else. And neither was ava- uh, able to do it at this point in their career. No. Uh, should there have been more of an opportunity for Evan Bouchard on the left side spec? He got one game against the yep. Toronto Maple Leafs up against the best team in the v- division. Um this is an important player for the like you know obviously he's you can make this argument on so many different le- levels mark i mean let's face it he's represented by jeff he, he's a first round draft pick he's got the highest offensive ceiling of any oilers defenseman they have um you know what he's he's he, he reported to camp in unbelievable shape he's represented by the same agent as Connor mcdavid should there have been an extra should he have been given an extra more than one game on the left side to know whether and should and maybe should that game not have been against toronto you know you played you played ottawa a bunch of times you're you're nine and oh against them now here's the juxtaposition for me 
it's tough to argue and second guess a coach that's got a team twenty two nine and two in the last thirty three games. But you made a decision in terms of picking up a left shot D because you weren't comfortable who was filling it in, but you never gave one of the guys a real opportunity, or did you? Did he get his chance by getting that one game against Toronto? No, you tell me, no. Mark. Uh, no one can say that one game represents a fair rehearsal. Right? There's no one would say that. I, I think it goes deeper than that. I think there's. I, I don't think. How would I say? Um, I don't believe that they're enamored with turning him into a left side defenseman. For one, I, I don't. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe you give the kid a chance to fail, and you put him out there for ten games, and then at least you could say, "See, he couldn't do it." But I don't like the thought of taking a young first, you know, NHL rookie, throwing him to the other side, and throwing him out there. I don't. I don't think that's. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure Evan Bouchard wouldn't mind doing it. But I'm not dying to see that. Listen, no one likes what's happened with Evan Bouchard. It, it's another it's another arm of what has just been a goofy, strange year. He should be in Bakersfield, but he can't be. I can't believe, and I guess I should knock wood, but I can't believe, Bob, that one of these right-side defensemen hasn't got hurt. He's been the number four right-side defenseman for how long? And, and Barry and Larson and Bear uh, seem to, you know, seem to stay healthy, which is good for the Oilers and good for them, but you know the minute you send Bouchard down to Bakersfield one of those guys gets hurt, and there's a job that he can't take anymore. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined by Mark Spector, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. So, I mean, the only the only thing that could have happened here is is maybe Bouchard. You know, if if you gave him if you gave him four or five games, maybe you're like, you know what, he makes this better because he can transition the puck. Uh, he maybe. lets the puck right, maybe. and then and then maybe you're looking at adding a different type of player. Uh, I I would like that's the only, and I'm not even sure. You know what? I look at it and go, I'm not 100 percent sure he could have kicked it in. And 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 the other thing is he doesn't kill even though he killed penalties in juniors, and he killed penalties last year in the minors. Um, yeah. It's a, it, it's an interesting one, and it's a it's a fair it's a fair debate point. But at the end of the day, did they target the right specific area? Mark, they, well, the orders they, they either needed a left shot D, a second pairing left, a second line left wing, or a third line uh, right shot center. Did they make the right decision targeting who they targeted? Well, I think I'd say to you, Bob, they got they they were able to upgrade one of those positions, and the the, the easiest one, uh, I think it was you know uh, to upgrade. Who are we upgrading on second line left wing? You got to find a better player than what Cahoon, let's say. Yeah. Right. I want a better a better scorer and a better player than Cahoon. Well, you know they no they didn't find that guy. That guy tends to come with a bit of a uh, higher price tag than Kulikov comes with. Um, and same with you know a right shot third line center. Those guys we were looking at made pretty good money. You know, would Derek Ryan make three point one? Yes. Uh, Glenn Denning, I think, was one point eight. So, you know, and I'm not sold that either of those guys aren't fourth line centers. Frankly, they both are good at faceoffs. I'll give you that. But you know, I'm not here to second. I don't know the whole market. It's very difficult to sit here and second guess Ken Holland when he went through the entire market and made the decision he made. I don't know who was out there, Bob. I uh, completely, you know, I don't know who was. Uh, it, it's it's uh, to me it's unfair for the guy trying to second guess Ken Holland, and it's unfair for Ken Holland because he's got all the information and you and me don't. Yeah, well, that's like I get what he did. 
but there's also some frustration that he didn't do more. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. It's 1246 in Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 1249 at Edmonton. We're going to go to three quick texts here. Bob, this is from Fletch from Calgary. He says, playoffs are about survival. Injuries in the playoffs could stop a team immediately. Having said that, is Alex Stalock ever going to get a start? If Smith goes down, we have a problem, Houston. Uh, actually, ironically, Miko Koskinen's numbers since the Oilers have had the two goaltenders have been too, pretty good. I think he's had a 925 save percentage basically since Smith's come back. Uh, and Stalak needed to come from a long way. He had a weird thing go on. Uh, I believe it was related at one point to his heart. Uh, so, you know, he got placed on waivers. We'll wait and see. Greg says, Bob, you're putting Evan Bouchard on a pedestal. Why don't you talk with Tippett? Seems like a, a lot of whiny crying going on. Well, you know what? The conversation on uh, on Bouchard, I will. I mean, you got to know it's been had within the organization. That's all I'm going to say. Believe what you want to believe, Terry or uh, Greg. Uh, but thank you for texting. Terry says in North Edmonton says uh, Ken Holland didn't hurt the team with uh, with his one move. And I, I tend, you know what? Overall, I. Uh, I tend to agree. So we'll bring back in Mark Spector. I mean, Speck at the end of the day. When you look at this, they upgraded a spot that needed to be upgraded. They wanted a veteran to go into a place where, generally speaking, veterans make fewer mistakes. They have some options at wing in between Cahoon and his Neal all on the left side that, it, that in theory can give them a little bit of offensive juice. Could you not kind of make the argument that what they did was predictable and kind of makes sense? Well, Sure. I, I think it goes a little deeper. I think you, I think we all have to look at the reasons why this, you know, he, he could have done more. He had first round picks. He could have sent a first round pick out with some salary and got a better player. There's no saying that he couldn't have done that. Uh, but I think you got to look deeper at, at why this, the organization through all their meetings and all the heads inside that place decided this wasn't the year. This is a, a good Oilers team. What are they today, Bob? Like 11th in the standings, I think? In the National Hockey League, so that's Mark, a good team. We've never be we've never BSed anybody on the team all season long. We've said they're a seven through twelve, thirteen team all year, right? right? And that's, that's what they're what, sitting right now. And that's and you know what they were like that last year, and they're like that again this year. The only difference this year for me is Smith's obviously been better than he was. He had a tough December a year ago, uh, but they've got you know. In the context of the regular season, when they have both their goaltenders, they've got, and you might say, well, Bob, they got two one-bees. Fine, they have two one-bees. And they're not going to match up come playoff time against Hellebuck or Price. I might argue, let's see what the Leafs roll out with, because we're not sure what's going to happen in Toronto. Yep. They're probably getting Winnipeg. I mean, realistically, they're probably getting yep. Winnipeg. And yep. yeah, Connor Hellebuck won the Vezina Trophy last year. Uh, there's a lot of criticism in Winnipeg today for the fact that they didn't upgrade their defense either. So, I, I, I guess, Mark, I look at it and say, you know what? Ken Holland came into a situation with Dave Tippett two years ago hosting this show sucked. 
Okay, it did. People are like, ah, Connor's going to want to leave. Dreisaitl's going to want out of here. The organization, like, and here we are two years later, and basically the teams had back-to-back seasons where they've been in the top half of the league. Last year they should, they would have finished probably second in the Pacific Division. I'd argue if we yep. had the regular divisions this year, they would have finished second in the division this year too behind Vegas uh, with the current construct of their team. Yep. So they've been over- Calgary last year. You know, I think they would have beat Calgary one around. And everyone would have been pretty happy with how things ended up. Right. So, you know, they are where they are. And nobody's suggesting that they're, you know what, like they're not a Stanley Cup favorite. They're not even the favorite in the North Division. They might not even be favored in the series if they end up getting Winnipeg, which might be perfect for them, may I add. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? They're, you're right, Bob. They're not. See, I, I, I think Winnipeg's a perfect example for fans who are listening that saying, you know, why didn't Holland do more? To me, I would be critical of Kevin Day off because I think that team, they're not going to get a lot better than they're at right now, right? They've got the deepest group of forwards in the, in the North for me. They've got arguably the best goalie in the North, the reigning Vesna winner, right? They've got, they were just missing one good top four defenseman. They they needed to find a defenseman that has a lot more impact than Jordy Ben. And if they would have found the right guy, they may have been favored to beat the Leafs. I think they could they could and still could beat the Leafs. I think Winnipeg's a lot closer, Bob. Their their lineup is you know, when I look at him in his lineup, I look at I look at their first side right wing, Jesse Pulyarvi. He's a shadow of the player he's gonna be. He's not close to where he's gonna be one day. He's not a first line right winger in this league, Bob. Right? He is not a first line right winger. He's playing that for Edmonton, so they're a little shy there for now. I get why he's playing there. He's gonna be a lot better than he is now. Their second line right winger is Kyler Yamamoto. He's five foot six. He struggled all year long. Uh, is he the guy that's going to go in the playoffs and find his game and be a huge difference maker? I'm not so sure he is. Their second line left winger is a third line player. I don't care what his name is. So they're not ready. They're not deep enough. They need a summer in free agency to get some more work done here. Winnipeg's there. They're there. They've got all their positions in their top nine, in my opinion. And they got the goalie. Edmonton's behind them. All right. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you here just before we. This is not a rumor. It's a pure hypothetical, okay? Mark, if the Buffalo Sabres had gone to Edmonton, because Taylor Hall had control where he was going to go, okay? And if the Buffalo Sabres had said, Ken, you give us Samarukov, Benson, your fourth, and we'll eat half on Hall, would you have done the deal? I don't know if he could have done the deal for $4 bucks. Frankly, but oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You would have needed to include Chase on. You would have needed two you million dollars. Got to throw in Chase on, so right? Up, you, yeah. yeah. So he's um, given up. So he's given up Samarukov and theoretically Benson plus a fourth round draft choice, and then Chase on for just to flip some money around. And Buffalo eats half on Hall. This is not a rumor. It's just purely a, you know, would, would, first of all, would that been enough for Buffalo? I mean, they took a second. So they're getting a prospect in Sam Marukov who was selected in the third. Benson, who's, you know, probably just needs an opportunity at the NHL level at some point. And then a yeah. fourth, round, fourth round draft choice. You could argue that's more than what they got from Boston. I guess it up. depends. Right. It depends how much you like Anders Bjork. Um, 
you know, I don't, he didn't fit. He didn't make it in Boston. And remember, Curtis Lazar went the other way. Yeah. I don't know if that was a well, he's gonna, thing he's to make the deal work or Boston wanted him. I think Boston, he's playing fourth line center tonight. By the way, uh, Jake DeBrusque is on third line right wing. There, and, and we'll get to some collaterals here. Would you have done it? if you're? Do you think Ken Holland would have done it? Do you think Boston would have done it? I think Ken Holland would have done it. I'm not sure Buffalo would have done it. Uh, Tyler Benson is, a, at this point, a B prospect. Sam Rukov, I'm not sure. I, you know, I'd, I'd be phoning my KHL scout and tell me how he played before he blew his shoulder out there. I like Sam Rukov, but I haven't seen Sam Rukov for See, a while. See, Mark, you and me, you and me differ because I don't believe Ken would have done that deal. Uh, I mean, what's he giving up? Giving up Chason's going to be a, uh, our uh, UFA after the season. Chason's just a- money. You're giving up the fourth right. round pick. You're giving up Sam Rukov in the fourth round pick. I don't believe, uh, as much as I like Tyler Benson, I don't know if he's going to play. If he's not playing here in Edmonton yet and he's not getting a sniff here yet, I don't think that he's he may play somewhere. I'm not sure he's going to play here, Bob. All right. Sportsnet Spec is going to stay with us. Bob Stoffer with you. We'll go now to the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We will tell you Ryan Nugent Hopkins skated before practice today and uh, needs to be cleared before he can rejoin the Oilers for practice tomorrow. Uh, also out on the ice uh, early when I got down at the arena today at about 10.25 was Slater Cuckoo, who is quote-unquote ahead of schedule. Another left-shot D option for the Edmonton Oilers with some veteran experience. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Mark Specker for the horses in horse racing Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.